It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! All right, thank you for that, and welcome once again to a live edition of Tittle Lighting Sports with Rick Tittle. Pregnant pause there. We've got a uh, a show of three hours of sports talk. This is what we do, and I've been have been doing almost twenty years here in this time slot. As I mentioned, downtown San Francisco. But um, any which way we can get to you, we've made that uh, path available. First of all, terrestrial radio, traditionally over the waves. Anybody still got a transistor radio out there that even exists? But we get you that way. Also, extraterrestrial radio with aliens and um, some apropos applications. The TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, uh, Stitcher app, Twitch.tv, which I've just fired up. And it's a great show. It's me with some reading glasses talking into a mic that's gripping. HBO, ESPN, boring. Twitch.tv with... Sports Byline USA, and that's where it's at for sure. Thrills and Spills won two BAFTAs, by the way, Best Supporting Actresses. And also, through our website, sportsbyline.com. You can go there, click Listen Live. All your problems will be solved, maybe. But uh, we can talk sports with you as well. Now, the great thing about this show is I'm so... No, is I'll talk about any sport you would like. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quarter about chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. That type of stuff. We'll do it together at the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Let's talk some sports. Football season is over unless you like the XFL. We can get into that. Also, uh, soccer, uh, hockey, all that great stuff. Uh, We'll have salesport.com. Larry Jacobson will uh, join us in the studio as well. That's coming up. In about 20 minutes, our buddy from the Discovery Channel, Josh Gates, has been on many times from Expedition Unknown. He'll be back, and we'll talk a little hockey with Bruce Marshall at uh, 1040 as well from the Gold Sheet in Las Vegas. Lines are open, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Come on back. 
This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749-800-932-1749-800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts too. But some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, parade will be in uh, Kansas City, and our friend, uh, the notorious GAT, Grace Terrell, will uh, join us from the parade. Uh, once again, uh, today, though, at 1140 Pacific, I'll have Josh Gates on my show again, uh, and he's with uh, Expedition Unknown 
Destination unknown. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Remember that? Rancid. Band out of Albany, California. All right. Um, there, there's a lot to get to. When is there not? But um, I, <laughs> I'm always, I, whenever my team is involved in a rumor, it always makes me perk up and go, huh? What? What happened? And, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday, it was like the Raiders are trying to get Tom Brady. Let me just tell you something. You probably have experienced this with your team as well, if you're not a Raider fan, one of the other 31 teams, and that is your team is rumored to be this or that. The, the Raiders my whole life have been rumored when there's a ne'er-do-well, when there's somebody who's just out of prison or somebody who did something nefarious or somebody who just got kicked off his team for being a knucklehead and not showing up to practice and swearing at the coach. Oh, that guy's a Raider. It gets a little tired. It gets a little old. But now, with some question marks about whether Derek Carr is the guy going forward, and there are, I think, people say, well, there's been question marks for years. Not, No, there hasn't. There might be one now. Even if they stayed in Oakland, there might be one. But that's the other thing. They're going to New, Ve to New Vegas. That's a video game. Las Vegas. And they, good video game, by the way. Fallout World. Bethesda. But now they go, oh, they need to make a splash. That's always the thing about the new team, especially in Sin City. They need to make a splash. They're going to go after Tom Brady. Okay, so that was a couple days ago. Now the rumor I see this morning by Tom Fornelli, who is a very opinionated football writer, as I would be too, um, is that the Raiders are going to make a trade with Detroit up to number three and take Tua Tagovailoa. Interesting. And uh, Fornelli says Oakland will trade 12 and 19 to move to three, plus a 2021 second-round pick. That's a lot to give up two top 20 picks and a two the next year. Uh, and I do not think that's going to happen. I, I just don't. Now, Tua Tagovailoa, by the way, has not, repeat, not got a 100% clean bill, bill of health yet. And that's because it's only been a few months since he's been out. But most doctor, doctors are very optimistic. And I just don't think that the Raiders, when you think about other quarterbacks who will be there at that time, like a Jordan Love, I believe, will be there at 12. Jake Fromm will be there at 12. I don't think Matt Herbert's going to be, or I should say um, Justin Herbert's going to be there anymore at 12. But I don't see them giving up two first-round picks when they can really make a splash in this draft. And the way they make a splash in this draft is getting two excellent players. Now, they had three first-round picks last year. One of them only played a game and didn't even finish that first game. That's the free safety and Jonathan Abram, and that came from the Amari Cooper pick. Another one, Cleveland Farrell played the whole year and did it mostly anonymously, which is not to say he didn't have a few moments, but he didn't look like the number four overall pick. Their best pick was the only running back in the first round, that was Josh Jacobs, who a lot of people think got jobbed out of the Offensive Rookie of the Year, which went to Kyler Murray. Uh, 
that didn't kill me. I wish Josh had won it, but you know, missing those three games at the end of the year while Kyler Murray is playing and running around putting up numbers, you know, not amazing numbers, but putting up numbers, and I can see why he got the love. I do think, and I could be wrong, but I do think if Josh Jacobs had stayed healthy and played in those extra three games and then added, and then he had like 1,400 yards instead of 1,000 yards, then I think voters would have had no choice. But um, I digress. The Raiders move up to three to take two at Tagovailoa. Now, what would that mean for the Lions then, if you're listening and you're a Detroit fan? Those mocks have the Lions at 12 taking Christian Fulton, the corner at LSU, and then um, at um, 19 that they would get Jerry Judy. But here's the thing for the Raiders. Derek Carr is still a serviceable quarterback. He's under contract, and there would be a big cap hit to get rid of him. So... (laughs) I just, I mean, I guess you can trade him and see what happens there. But I think if you asked the two franchises and you said to the Lions, would you rather have, um, you know, Okuda, the corner uh, for which they are um, supposed to take? And by the way, they he has Okuda going then five to Miami. I don't think there's any way Miami doesn't take a quarterback if, if it's Tua or Herbert. That's the choice for Miami because Burroughs won to the Kitties, Queen City Kitties, as I call them. No one else does. I just coined that. And then Okuda, five, the corner out of Ohio State to Miami, and then six, Herbert to the Chargers. And that's the thing, too. The Chargers, if Herbert's there at six, I think that's a done deal. Now, people will say Justin Herbert is this year's Josh Allen. And I disagree. I think Herbert is better than Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has a great arm, there's no doubt, Um, but Herbert is a bigger kid who played in a higher division, uh, higher conference anyway, of football, and I think he's a little bit smarter. That's just me, and I think he didn't have a great senior year, but I think he's he's a little bit smarter. I still think that there's a little air in between the ears of Josh Allen. No offense. You called me dumb. How could I take offense to that? So this is a draft where one-two are set. Now, the Redskins will take a call, and I would trade 12 and 19 to get Chase Young, which I know is a little crazy because the Raiders need help. But if Chase Young is Nick Bosa, wouldn't you trade 12 and 19 to get Nick Bosa? I think you would. And everyone says that Chase Young is just as good as Nick Bosa. So I don't know if that's true. Um, maybe he's better, maybe he's worse. But I would trade 12 and 19 to get Nick Bosa. I would give the Niners 12 and 19 right now to get Nick Bosa. If you think about that Niner defense, and yeah, they gave Quan Alexander a lot of money, and they made a trade for D Ford, but Nick Bosa was the real impetus behind Robert Sala being a guy that everybody wanted fired to being a guy who almost was head coach of the Cleveland Browns now. So, as I said, everybody's on the clock. And I bring this up because it's my team in a rumor. Do I like Tua? I like him very much. I really like Tua Tagovailoa. I do. But who would I rather have between he and Herbert? That's a great question because Tua Tagovailoa reminds me a little bit of Marcus Mariota. 
Marcus Mariota got beat up by Ryan Tannehill. Marcus Mariota doesn't have a job right now outside of a backup quarterback job. So Herbert, to me, seems like a more agile version of a Daniel Jones, six foot six. So if the Raiders did not have Derek Carr, I might be a little bit more believing of this, but I think it would be stupid to draft a backup quarterback uh, unless they want to make him the starter, which would also be dumb to make him a starter when they don't need to. So rumors are flying. We'll take a little break here. We'll come back, do a little sailing. See you in a second. struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. uh, Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world. We'll have a little bit of uh, sale sport talk coming up in the next segment. If it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium. Speaking of twos, and uh, two years ago, it was uh, the Eagles in the Super Bowl beating New England Patriots. And Nick Foles catching a touchdown pass on his way to being the uh, Super Bowl uh, MVP. But we are here for all your uh, prognostication needs and uh, such things. one 800 play Yesterday, people were like, hey, it's the anniversary of uh, David Tyree's catch. There's going to be a lot of these things every day, and, and days will live in uh, infamy or uh, otherwise, one way or another. But one 800 play is the number to call and get in. There are um, a lot of people who were saying that, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, that Andy Reid, now he will be the guy who is going to finally get into the Hall of Fame. And he deserves it, and he will, um, you know, make sure that um, uh, the the bust and Canton is, is ready for him. Well, here's the deal, and... The deal is, I, I think he uh, he already was was going to get in as it was, but also, I think that uh, there are other guys that will be in for sure, and then are on the bubble. And Bill Belichick is one of those. We don't even need to say that. He has served on the Blue Ribbon panel. For years, that decides the 10 senior nominees, two coaches, three contributors. He's the only coach in NFL history with six Super Bowl rings, nine conference championship. He's uh, one of three coaches in NFL history to win 300 games. And if he sticks around, which I think he will, then I would say that um, he will pass up Don Shula and will be the all-time uh, winning as coach in NFL history. Andy Reid is in, but who is who's most likely in? I think Mike Tomlin is... Now, these are probablys. Those other two are slam dunks now. The probablys, I think Mike Tomlin is in because the... You could say the Killer B era under Tomlin was a little bit of a disappointment, but his overall body of work... We'll get him in. He's nearly at 650 winning percentage, 19th highest in NFL history. 
He's sixth highest amongst coaches that have coached in at least 200 career regular season games. Youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl. Two AFC titles, six divisions. Now, here's the thing that you got to love if you're a Steeler fan or if you're a Mike Tomlin fan. And I am a Mike Tomlin fan. I'm not a Steeler fan at all. But Mike Tomlin, in 13 years with the Steelers, they've never had a losing season. I mean, think about the dark days of fall and standard time and the rain and everything else. I I can't do it. I can't do it because it's always doldrums, humdrum. Well, they've never had to experience that under Mike Tomlin. And you could say that they ran out of gas this year, but was any team more injury marred? Roethlisberger goes out, and then a guy hits their backup quarterback in the head, and then he comes back, and then he gets benched, and they put in their third-string guy, and then they still almost make the playoffs. Playoffs? The only other guy I would consider likely would be Pete Carroll. And there are some people who will say he sucked in New England, he sucked with the Jets. Well, Bill Belichick sucked with the Browns. I don't think that's going to hold you back. He's one of three guys ever to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. Dominic, can you tell me the other two? National championship and Super Bowl. They're both with the Cowboys, Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson. How about them Cowboys, Miami and Oklahoma? All right, a little before your time, pleasant you? But Carroll presided over one of the best defenses um, of the decade, and Seattle got their first Super Bowl victory and nearly back-to-back without the horrible pass on the goal line. <laughs> and bad call notwithstanding, he has 133 regular season wins, 10 postseason appearances, which is 16th all-time, 11 postseason wins, 11th all-time. That would give him a strong argument. And as I said, you're arguing because they're not slam dunks. Now, who else if they keep going? Some people would say, Rick, you forgot Sean Payton. Sean Payton should be on that list. I have Sean Payton as somebody who still needs a little more work. Now, remember, I'm a bit of a black heart when it comes to these things. I think you have to be amazing. But he has won just as many regular season games as Pete Carroll, two less, a 630 winning percentage. And he was the guy who had Drew Brees. And they have been a consistent team over his 13 years. And remember, the Raiders could have hired Sean Payton and drafted Aaron Rodgers, but that'll make me cry another day. I think I already have enough on that, but we'll see. Um, I saw one writer said that Bounty Gate is the reason that he might stay out. I, well, you think about Greg Williams, a defensive coordinator, saying, "Hey, you get this with a hit like that, you get you're going to keep Sean Payton out of the Hall of Fame." So I think he's probably in. And then um, I heard somebody else say John Harbaugh. Man, if, if John Harbaugh gets in and before Tom Flores, I'm going to scream. Now. He's a very good coach. Ten postseason wins. Super Bowl win. They've won one playoff game since the Super Bowl win. But um, he had a three-year playoff drought, which is a blemish. But he's the all-time leader in wins there. 
and winning percentage of 615 in the regular season. Now there are other guys who you might say have had some nice careers. You could say, what about John Gruden? Well, yeah, John Gruden won a Super Bowl. And it seemed like he was destined for the Hall of Fame. He hasn't done anything since then, except have a nice decade in a booth. He's done nothing. So I'm sorry. You don't get in. Not yet. I'd love to have him win a couple with the Raiders and get in. Mike McCarthy had a good run in Green Bay. 125 regular season wins and nine playoff appearances in nearly 13 years. But the way things end up, you know, fired 12 games into the 2018 season was 4-7-1, and one, and who deserves credit, uh, Rodgers or McCarthy? Well, you can say that about a lot of sports. You need the horses. But he can still get in if he wins a Super I think if he wins a Super Bowl with the Cowboys, then he's in. And he's got some great – I mean, think about an offensive mind like McCarthy. you got Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. you got some guys to work with. Now, um, I know I've heard an Eagle fan say, you got to put Doug Peterson in. Doug Peterson goes into the Philadelphia Hall of Fame, there's no doubt, winning Super Bowl 52. But he can't get into Canton unless he wins another Super Bowl. There's no way. I think if he loses a Super Bowl, he still he has to win two. Now, remember, Tom Flores has won two. Once again, Tom Flores has won two, and he's not in. And then one other guy, as I look around, who has a chance, an outside chance, I would say is Bruce Arians, because he's twice been NFL Coach of the Year. He has two rings with the Steelers as an assistant. He did not get a full-time job until, or I should say a head coaching job, until he was 61, which is what Andy Reid is now. But you think about, you know, great interim role in Indianapolis, did well with the Cardinals, NFC Championship game, but that that's not enough to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, out of everyone I mentioned, I mean, he's even behind Doug Peterson because Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl. So if he pulls off some sort of Tampa Bay miracle and gets the Bucks another Super Bowl title, then he'll be, I think, he'll move into that Doug Peterson, John Gruden, Mike McCarthy group. But he's a guy that would have to win, I would think, two at this point. He is a great offensive mind, and he got Jameis Winston to throw 30 touchdowns, and he also got Jameis Winston, I shouldn't really blame Arians or even give him credit, um, to throw 30 interceptions as well. And that's a question, you know, we, we got to see. What, what is Carolina going to do with Cam Newton? What is Tampa Bay going to do with Jameis Winston? What are the Raiders going to do with Derek Carr? And that's not as pressing. But, and listen, you, you have to do your due diligence and take the calls. Take the calls from people saying, we'll give you this for that. Even if you have people who are untradeable. It's like the A's with Matt Chapman. Can we talk trade? You don't hang up. You go, well, what do you got? You're going to give me five all-stars? Then we'll have to have a conversation. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little sailing. Takes me away to where I always...
This is Karen Lyle with Latitude 38's Max Ebb on Sailsport Talk. Let's eavesdrop on a conversation between Max Ebb and Lee Helm on Sailing Science. Question for Lee Helm. Yeah? On the weather map, why does the wind always flow clockwise around a high-pressure system? Hmm, okay, Max, so like which way does the Earth turn? There you go with that Socratic dialogue again. <laughs> Let me think a second. The sun rises in the east, sets in the west, so the Earth must be turning the other way, counterclockwise. Yes. Now remember, the air wants to flow from high pressure to low. I didn't know that air had free will. <laughs> I think of a high-pressure system as syrup poured in the middle of a pancake. Air descends to the surface and then spreads out away from the high pressure at the center. Yeah, the air has momentum and will try to go straight, but the Earth is turning underneath it. So to us people on the rotating Earth, we think the air is going clockwise. So it's more like maple syrup poured on a pancake on a record player. Is this a northern hemisphere record player or southern hemisphere record player? (laughs) Northern, for sure. The air totally wants to go straight. But we're looking at it from the spinning Earth, a rotating frame of reference. So to us, it seems like the air is always being flung to the right. This is called Coriolis acceleration, named for the French mathematician J.J. Coriolis, 1792 to 1843. Snap! I saw that at a science museum. It was a merry-go-round with kids trying to roll a soccer ball to each other. Looked like magic. The ball would not roll straight. Yeah, but, like, actually, the ball really was going straight. It was the observers who were rotating, so the ball gave the illusion of rolling along a curved path. So much for magic. (laughs) Well, try this in your car. Adjust the heater vent to aim the stream of warm air at your right ear. Then make a sharp left turn, simulating the counterclockwise rotation of the northern hemisphere Earth. The air curves to the right and hits you in the face. But don't cars turn much faster than the Earth turns? Yeah, for sure, but, like, the Earth is really big, and wind is, like, relatively slow-moving on that scale. So think of how far the air moves in, like, six hours. A couple hundred miles. Yeah, and in that time, the Earth has turned 90 degrees. The air is going sideways. If it started out going south, now it's going west. Coriolis totally dominates, flinging the air to the right. But the air is really going straight, just like the ball in the merry-go-round. Yeah, well, the high pressure is trying to push the air out and away from the center of the high-pressure system. Coriolis is always turning it back in towards the center. Coriolis and pressure are in balance. And the result is that wind circles clockwise around the high parallel to the isobars. Isobars. You mean those lines of equal pressure, like contour lines on a topo map? Yeah, correct. Except that they're usually missing on those dumbed-down TV maps with little pictures of rain clouds and sunshine with smiley faces instead of real data. Those would be great maps for radio. (laughs) Most visual aids are equally good for radio, Max. (laughs) Gotta go. Bye. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It is Tuesday at 940. This is when we talk sailing with our friend Karen Lyle from Salesport.com. Karen, how are you? I'm doing great, Rick. How are you doing? Oh, doing fantastic. And I should let everybody know that we have a guest in studio. It is Larry Jacobson, and he has some merch as well. I'll hold it up for the uh, Twitch cameras. We have here a, a DVD called Navigating Leadership for Entrepreneurs, another book called Let's Go, The Adventures of Skip and Connect, and then another book called The Boy Behind the Gate, How His Dream of Sailing Around the World Became a Six 
your odyssey of adventure, fear, discovery, and love. It is Larry Jacobson. Larry, thanks for being in. Hello. Nice to be here. How are you? Now, it's very interesting how you got started because a lot of sailors, let's face it, they come from money usually. You found a boat in a dumpster. It doesn't get any more American than that. It was absolutely. I was 13 years old, and uh, this styrofoam hold boat was in a dumpster. So how does styrofoam sail? That's that's one I haven't done before. Um, it's it doesn't sail all that well. It, it had a shallow draft, about eleven inches, and it was uh, I think eleven feet, um, and it was a promotional boat. I think cool cigarettes used to give them away or something <laughs> like that. What kind of sail did it have? It had um, a uh, looked like a sunfish. Okay. That, that uh, rig, and uh, yeah, I found the rig for sale in the back of say Sea Magazine or something like that. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And I began my first boat project. I painted it bright yellow. Well, and I, I see that you also had some, some dinghies, uh, two, two, two dinghies that were a Hobie Cat and the other one. Uh, that Usually these two don't talk to each other, but you had both, right? Well, it was, it was <laughs> right. But I was uh, uh, hanging around the surfing crowd and uh, Hobie Alter and all those guys, and the word on the street was Hobie, Hobie, Hobie. <laughs> so I, had, I got uh, a hold of Hobie Cat number 21. Really? Yeah. What is it? And then you you went out to Catalina, and if you've done that journey, that seems like a pleasure cruise, but you're actually deep into the Pacific Ocean. You get to a point where you can't see land either way. So what was that like, making that jaunt? So, yeah, well, it was a, kind of on a whim that I decided to do that. I was I was 16, and that's my excuse for the uh, lack of intelligence in doing that, because <laughs> that's like sailing from here to the Fairlawns and back right. in a Hobie Cat. Wow. And you're right down on the water and... Uh, but it was fast. I mean, it only took uh, about three hours. And then there. at UC Irvine, they had a sail team. How cool yeah. was that yeah. down in Orange County? Yeah, we were second in the nation, actually, in the intercollegiate circuit. And I did a lot of racing, and uh, that was uh, – it, it was a great experience. Did you lose it. to those Ivy Leaguers? We lost to Tulane University. Oh, wow, New Orleans. Yeah. Wow, makes sense. <laughs> so then you decided to circumnavigate, mm. and, and and you were six years on that adventure – what was it that made you decide to just kind of leave everything and go on a 50-foot boat around the world? In a word, it was passion. Um, but the, the, the dream that I had to sail around the world started when I was 16. As soon as I hit Catalina Island, I thought, oh, this is it. I'm going to keep going. I have to. And I wanted to sail around the world. And Robin Lee Graham on Dove was doing his circumnavigation, and it was in National Geographic, and he inspired me. And... So I said, well, someday I'm going to sail around the world. And then life happened. And I put the, the, I kept the dream alive for 30 years. So it was 30 years after, after that that I actually sailed out the gate. Well, let's talk a little bit about your, your book from Bowie Press called The Boy Behind the, the Gate. And um, first of all, The Boy Behind the Gate refers to what? It refers to well, do you, I should I guess I'll have to give it away, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when I was uh, sailing my Hobie Cat down in Long Beach, I used to ride my bike down to the marinas every afternoon after school. And I would go out and I would practice my races, my starts, and sail around for a little bit. And then I would go put my boat away, and I'd hop back on my bike, and I would ride over to where the big boats were docked. And I'd look at all the cruising boats and from standing up behind the gates, and the gates were always locked. And so I thought, hmm, someday... Someday I'm going to do this. And then full circle, um, when we left from uh, out the Golden Gate 
turned south. Long Beach was our second port of call. And we were uh, docked at the uh, Long Beach Yacht Club. And one afternoon, I was sitting there with a glass of wine in my hand. And I looked up, and I realized that we were docked at the exact same dock that I used to look in at wow. when I was standing behind the gate. Well, let's yeah. talk about this. says a six-year odyssey, and there's four points here. There's adventure, which I understand. Yeah. There's fear, which I understand. Yes. So let's talk about the discovery and the love. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think dis- discovery refers really to discovering so much about myself and uh, discovering a new me and realizing the changes that took place in me over the six years and the way I looked at the world and the way I look at people and what's important and my priorities in life and seeing the poorest people in the world, the happiest, and um, just realizing and uh, uh, recognizing and appreciating and marking the worth of every single day that I'm here. Hmm. You also encountered pirates on this trip. Whoa. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, there were two places where there, where, um, the, we saw pirates. Um, first in the Malacca Straits, and we actually outran that boat. It was a uh, they were like a diesel chugging along. And we were cruising along at about 10 knots, and then we put up the kite, and we were hitting 12 knots. And that was just, I think, lucked out on the, on that one. The other one, of course, is in Pirate Alley in the Gulf of Aden, and you're sailing from Oman mm. to Yemen. Mm. <clears throat> and um, Somali we, pirates? Somali pirates, yes. And we missed the convoy. There was a convoy headed. But we were late in leaving Thailand, so we were late in getting to Oman, so we were late – and, and so we missed the convoy where there's about 25 boats who were going together. And so we ended up sailing alone, and there were no military corridors back then. It's the, lawless, the right? It was just lawless. And so we went radio silent and dark, and it's three days. It's three days to go through this. But we were well offshore. We were as far offshore as we could be without getting near Socorro Island, which is where the pirates are based. And on the radio, we heard our friends who were one day ahead of us, and they were under attack. Oh. Two boats. And two pirate boats attacked two sailboats with machine guns and started shooting and, oh, and the whole thing. And uh, so we just stayed offshore, and we, we lucked out on that one. Um, they actually uh, – one of the owners of one of the boats actually uh, came up on deck with a shotgun, and he shot at the pirates and actually – killed too. Well, I mean, if somebody's shooting at you, I understand it. We're speaking with Larry Jacobson, who um, uh, luckily did not have to uh, go through any of that himself. Um, We could do a whole show on that. Easily. But I want to have a couple minutes. I just want to switch gears a little bit. Your DVD, Navigating Leadership for Entrepreneurs, 11 Proven Keys to Unstoppable Success. So after you've made these discoveries about yourself, you decided to take what you've learned into the corporate world? Uh, I come from the corporate world, and uh, what I learned is that the skills that I used in the corporate world applied to getting a boat around the world, and the skills then that I used getting a boat around the world really apply in business, and so that's kind of what I wrote the book about and uh, and the CD is um, taking my experiences from the sailing trip and looking at how they apply to business. Wow. You know what we forgot? Where was the love in the Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> the love was uh, with um, 
um, my partner, uh, and we just became very, very close. I mean, <laughs> literally, you're you know, living six <laughs> years on a boat, two people. Uh, each year is, counts as, as a dog year. <laughs> so that's seven times six is 42. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you really learn to appreciate each other and appreciate the differences and the similarities. Well, as a as a team sailing this boat around the world, you're you're tagging one some some one of you is awake when another is asleep on these different watches. Right. How how did you uh, learn to depend upon each other as sailors? In especially, you said something about thirty foot waves or something. Yeah, like that? we were in the Red Sea and got caught um, in a storm that came one day early for the, in the forecast, and um, it was blowing fifty five to sixty knots for twenty four hours straight. Oh. So it built these seas up to this enormous state of uh, easily 30 feet, and they were coming every three seconds, these waves. It was amazing. But, yeah, we, we did trust each other. We learned to trust each other. It took a while. It, it wasn't it didn't happen overnight. Um, but, you know, three hours on, three hours off, three hours on, three hours off, you really have no choice but to rely on each other. But we, we became a well-oiled machine. I mean, we would come into an anchorage. And without saying one word, we would ha- get the whole anchoring process done and efficiently. And every- all these other people and other couples are looking at us going, how come you guys aren't shouting at each other like everybody else? But we just we, – we had hand signals. We knew what we were doing, and we could read each other's minds of what was coming next. That's how close you get. Very cool. And I also want to, as I hold it up for the Twitch cameras here, the um, kids' book, ages 8 to 12, boys and girls, it's called Let's Go – the Adventures of Skip and Kanak, and it's kind of a, uh, as you were saying, a kid version of The Boy Behind the Gate. Right, right. It's uh, uh, And it teaches lots of good morals and good values and lots of good lessons uh, about trust and about friendship and about um, uh, hard work and earning your way and, and giving. What would be your holy grail? I mean, is there something that you still, to which you aspire in sa- the sailing world? Like, do you want to do solo or? I do not want to do solo. Um, I don't understand that. I mean, I did when I my my racing was kind of Hobie Cat. That was mostly solo. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I go I go sailing to be uh, to meet people, to be with nice people, to appreciate people. Um, I kind of want would mind going around South America. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the it, Cape. Yeah, and I wonder if I could do that when it wasn't cold somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and uh, I think it would be also nice to be, um, get a riverboat and go down the Seine River in France. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, something that something a little uh, less rough probably. Yes. <laughs> That's well, one I would go on. I'd go down the Seine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you did something like 50,000 blue water miles in this six years, which is quite quite a, a lot we did four, it was forty on that, right? Yep. But you also spent time in in docks along the way. You weren't just traveling all the time, correct? Yeah. What What was one of the the most memorable destinations that you stopped by when you were on your oh, travels? So many. I mean, we spent pick one. Uh, <laughs> one, uh, probably the most memorable for us was uh, Tel Aviv. Oh wow. Yeah, we went there just for a brief moment, I mean, thinking we were going to stay for a week and get fuel on our way to Turkey. And uh, we stayed just over three months, and we just Mm. loved it. It was just an amazing place. And then maybe we only got about a minute. Biggest dump you you visited. (laughs) (laughs) 
can you say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as long as they don't come and get me. But uh, Yemen. Yeah. Yeah. The city of Aden in Yemen. Uh, there's a description in the book about the fuel dock there that was just unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, for the books, for the DVD, you can go to Larry Jacobson, S-O-N, LarryJacobson.com. Larry, thanks for, for coming in, and will you come in uh, after your next uh, Odyssey? Absolutely. It's my <laughs> pleasure to be here. Appreciate it's such it. a pleasure to have you. And Thank Karen you. Lyle with Salesport.com. Karen, we'll see you next week. Okay. All right, good we'll stuff. We'll see you then. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Violet. sports well how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere in your house on your computer even on your smartphone for one low price with national programming service you can that's right for one low price so low we can't publish it you can take your favorite sports anywhere anytime with you and we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service right now. You could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. 
As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. We all have our idiosyncrasies. you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face, he would clown you. Oh, we got another two hours to go. And by the way, Super Bowl Sunday, do you know what it does a lot of times? Well, when you lose, you feel terrible on that Monday, don't you? You feel horrible. Maybe you've done food therapy, as I call it, overindulged. And maybe if you won... You overindulged, maybe a little too much drinky drinky, huh? Little chompers, little beer, maybe some shots of tequila. I know it's tequila. But anyway, everyone's done it. And you don't feel good. So what do you do? Win, lose, you get nauseen. That's right. Rick Tittle, two thumbs up. If I was an octopus, I would give it zero thumbs up. I just realized I was going to say eight and they have none. But it gets rid of upset stomach. It's a nausea remedy, quick-dissolving, chewable tablets, wild uh, wild cherry flavor. It's a four-minute formula. You don't take a pill and wait a half hour. Four minutes? It's got a buffered formula. It calms and controls your stomach. There's no chalky medicinal flavor. There's no bitter aftertaste. Non-drowsy. You can still operate your tractor. No aspirin or other salicylates. I don't know what a salicylate is, but it ain't got none. No caffeine, no antihistamines, and no animal byproducts that I know of. Nauseen for upset stomach and nausea. Chew two to four. You can get them in the 42 chewable tablets or 10 chewable tablets available only at Dollar General. Get nauseen and come back for two more hours. I'm Rick Diddle. We'll see you now. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. 
Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery in confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. And we are back. What's cracking, Seattle cracking? See, that already doesn't work. We have another hour with you. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shakeup with the Knicks as they fire their president. Targeting Masai Ujiri. I don't know how you do that. Isn't that tampering? He's still under contract. But, <laughs> I mean, did I, did they say it? Or is that that the press are saying it? He's un, He's under contract until next year. So if they're talking about anything, then they're talking about giving up draft picks. You're going to give up draft picks for a guy to draft people. That doesn't make a lot of sense. That's sixpence none the richer. Do you know what that story is about? Sixpence none the richer. Dominic, you ever heard that saying, though? Sixpence none the richer? Okay. It's actually the name of a band, too. It was that, um, you know, in, in very poor England days, Industrial Revolution, coal mines and things, that the uh, the children wanted to buy their father a present, and so he gave them six pence, and they bought him a hairbrush, and they gave it to him, and uh, he said, thanks for the hairbrush, but I paid for it. I'm six pence, none the richer. It's kind of a mean story. It's the thought that counts. But then again, this is before the 60s when people actually started feeling about me, man. So we'll talk about it. 1-800. Let's get into the 60s now. 1-800-878-PLAY. You know, I clicked on a link that said Band of Brothers Tour. And I thought maybe it was a reenactment that you dress up in all the stuff like Civil War reenactment or Revolutionary War reenactment. And you'd storm Normandy. You'd come out of a Higgins boat with an M1 and fake bullets being fired. No, that's not it. They just take you to, to Normandy and look at the beaches. All right. I like the eight-day Battle of Britain tour. Do you go up in a Spitfire? No, you go to Duxford, which I've been to, the Imperial War Museum up there. So you get on to Southwark House, Bletchley Park, things like that. I'm here for all your World War II tours and your sports talk. Josh Gates, uh, Expedition Unknown, Expedition X, the new show coming up. Ooh, X-rated, maybe. 1-800-878-PLAY. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. At Aaron's, we believe in the magic of wintertime warmth. 
that magic that comes from good people out there, always helping others, working hard, and providing for those they love, no matter what. So why are there so many stores unwilling to work with some good people? Just because your credit isn't the best doesn't mean your TV or refrigerator can't be. That's why at Aaron's, we work with you. So you can get flexible lease-to-own plans that fit your budget. Because good people always deserve better. Aaron's. Easy, beautiful, affordable. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! There are best bags yet. And they cost less than Glad Force Flex, where sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty, ultra-strong, with Arm & Hammer odor control. Also available in heavy-duty black bags. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Genius is a bit much, but I do appreciate the call. Josh Gates in about 28 minutes. We're here talking sports with you. And the lines are open. 1-800-878-PLAY. Um, the NBA trade deadline is February 6th. That's two days. And last summer, when my Warriors made a ton of roster moves, looking to regroup after the KD injury and then departure, and then, of course, the Clay Thompson injury, 
one of the deals involved getting Andre Iguodala to the Grizz so that they could get D'Angelo Russell. And Iguodala made it very clear that he had no intention of playing to, for them, and he wanted to play for a contender. He didn't show up to training camp, and he has spent this entire season so far, half of it, just working out on his own and seeing how things play out. Now, there are actually a lot of teams that wouldn't mind having Andre Iguodala on their team, who was an NBA Finals MVP five years ago. And the Grizzlies have been adamant that they won't let him walk away. And that has left a stalemate. And I talked about this before, but I've asked beat writers, what, what is the deal? I don't understand it. So he's not getting paid. Like, no, he's getting paid. Well, then why aren't they suspending him? Why would you pay a guy when he's not showing up? These are the things I don't understand. So uh, David Aldridge of The Athletic said that Iguodala now officially says that he just wants to sit out the whole season if they can't get a trade done in two days. Now, we haven't heard what other players on the Grizzlies think about this situation until last night because um, Dylan Brooks and John Morant, the outstanding rookie, had something to say about it. Brooks said, first time I see him was on TV talking about us. It doesn't even matter. Andre Godala is a great player. I feel like he's doing the right thing for his career, but we don't really care. It's not a distraction at all. I laugh at that type of stuff. A guy that's on our team that doesn't want to be on our team, I can't wait till we find a way to trade him so we can play him and show him what Memphis is about, end quote. Now, you know, Brooks was emphatic but respectful of Iguodala's resume. And Morant took a little bit more of an emotional approach. Um, first of all, he retweeted the Dylan Brooks comment, can't wait to play him. And then... Somebody tweeted a fan that said, F Iguodala. And John Morant favorited, favorited it. So Iguodala preferring to play for a contending team, I, I guess it's understandable if you can get your way. It's also pretty clear why the Grizzlies don't give a damn. I mean, a, a veteran key player from a team that's won three titles that looked at them and turned away in disgust and would rather work out by himself other than join them in training camp. I mean, the Grizzlies, as I mentioned, they're 25 and 25. They're a playoff team right now. They're better than Portland. And the irony is, is that Iguodala, if he was playing, would be on a playoff team right now. But the rumors that we're getting about Iguodala is the Miami Heat want him. This is from Sham Sharania who now writes for something called Stadium, which I would believe... Have you heard of Stadium? I guess it's a something fighting with the athletic. I mean, if you have something called the athletic and then something called Stadium, he's like me. He's like, I don't know. So, uh, I'm talking about Dom. He doesn't know. So, uh, Memphis would love to get something in return. Um, but, yeah, Iguodal said, I'll just sit out the whole year. It's weird with, with Iggy, who, by the way, was on this show and he put out his book and he had some things to say about the Warriors training staff and 
the fact that they said, oh, yeah, he's got a uh, sore ligament. He'll be all right. No big deal. And then he says, I had a broken leg. But I can tell you this as well. As a Warrior fan, we love him. And I know when Joe Lacob said, we'll retire 35, he goes, and eight. Iguodala will always have a home in the Bay Area because we love him, and he was a finals MVP, as I mentioned, in 2015. But he's also a guy who basically sucked in the playoffs last year outside of one shot. Nick Nurse and his assistant coach, Dick Doctor, they told Iguodala that he could shoot all he, uh, all he wants. Go ahead, just shoot. And it's not because they think that Iguodala stinks. It's just that he's way worse than the other guys on the Warriors who were going to shoot. So Draymond, too. You want to take a three? Go ahead. Best of luck. But he's also a guy who's missed a lot of time being hurt. It happens when you get older. And he's a guy who is still a good defender, but, I mean, what are you going to do with this guy? I don't know. They're... they're there are some other trade rumors we can get into on the other side, and, and I will. But I just I don't know how it works. I mean, I, I do know how it works in the NFL, and that when a player holds out who's under contract, every day he's not at practice, you find him. That happened to Aaron Donald two years ago before he got his big deal. He decided to hold out a year early under the advice of his agent, and they're like, you have two more years to go. You're doing it wrong. You're supposed to hold out when you have one year left. And so the Rams are like, we'll just go ahead and play without you. And he's all right, damn it. And he came back, and he came back for his contract. And then he did it the right way. <laughs> you could say, well, you know, fulfilling your contractual obligations is the right way. Yes, maybe honorably, but not in the NFL. You know, Khalil Mack did it the right way. One year left, I want to hold down and get paid what I should be getting paid. Right or wrong, that's de rigueur. You're supposed to. The Iguodala thing... You know, a lot of us in the Bay Area thought he was going to retire. Now, that's easy for us to say, but, I mean, if you can still play and people are going to give you millions and millions of dollars, why would you retire? You have the rest of your life not to play sports. You, you can, you'll never play again once you leave at that age. Not unless you want to go to the Swedish League or play for Il Messaggero Rome or something there. I just, I don't understand Iguodala, who wouldn't just go through the social graces of showing up, playing hard, and then waiting to see what happens. You know, there's, with Tottenham Hotspur, Christian Eriksen was in the last year of his deal, and he told the team before the season began that he'd like to go someplace else, and they're like, well, we don't, <laughs> you're our best midfielder. No one's created more assists since you've been in the Premier League. No one has scored more goals outside the box in the entire Premier League. So we can't just give you away, but we'll try and sell you. And then when Jose Mourinho came in, he had a conversation, which he revealed once he was sold to Inter Milan, that Erickson told him, there's no way I'm going to resign. I've been here nine years, and I, I just want something else. But he said, did uh, Mourinho, that he... He said, look, he carried himself like a professional. He tried as hard as he could. He was never a distraction. He never moaned. He helped his teammates. Now, some people would say, oh, he wasn't trying. He was trying. But that's the thing about Iguodala. I believe that Iguodala just thought, 
you know, I'm not going to show up and I'll get dealt. And he probably is looking at his watch and his calendar. Wait, it's February? Didn't we start this <laughs> before Halloween? It's February. And I'm still on the grizz. And he's like, you know, I just forget it. I just think about how bad Iguodala was last year, and now you've got a year of him shooting in an empty gym. Did you really want to go out and get Andre Iguodala at this point? I would. I'm not giving you high picks for him. Come on back. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 
That's 800-472-5145. Business heals all wounds. I mean, look at our relationship with Germany or Japan. Who can even remember what all the fuss was about? broke my heart but i still take you back you hella fine girl you better get your ass in line whoop, whoop. that's sexist all right sorry 1-800-878-PLAY other trade rumors we're just down to a couple days folks hurry up what do you got the suns and the pistons are in talks about luke Kennard. this is from Woj. he's sort of the hand of god now on the Great Lord, when it comes to the NBA, a young swing man, Kennard. Now he's been out a month with a knee injury, but when he played, he's averaging 16 points a game, 40% from three. So, as a potential return, the Suns are going to trade their first round pick. Hmm. Buying a wing with potential like they did with Kelly Oubre, maybe it's worthwhile. And look, if you have a guy who you know can shoot 40% from three and score 16 points a game in the NBA, I'll give you a first-round pick. Seriously. The uh, Knicks are also apparently involved in talks for Julius Randle and Terry Rozier with the Hornets. Because, as usual, on the bottom of these conferences, the haves and the haves-nots, the gap is not that big. We're in it. We're not in it. Are we? I think so. And so Ian Bagley of Sports New York said that they're talking about Randall and Smith, Rozier and Malik Monk. I don't know what's going on. The Knicks could move Randall for a guard to help their roster imbalance. I I like Julius Randall. Call me crazy. I think I'll hold on. But around here, it's all about the Warriors listening for offers for... D'Angelo Russell. Yes, we've heard about Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson. I would trade those guys and not even blink. They're not part of the long-term deal. When I say long-term, I mean next year. But the Timberwolves have long been interested in Russell. Now, we heard Brooklyn as well. Brooklyn <laughs> just traded him. What, what do you... Are Brooklyn trying to, is Brooklyn trying to get him back again? But we've also heard the Knicks. Now, the Knicks make more sense because the Knicks are dying for anything. And Russell certainly can score. But the whole thing about getting Carl Anthony Towns for Russell, which I would trade without even looking at the finances behind that, I would just do it. I wouldn't care if they said, well, Towns is coming on a bus or he's taking a dumb and dumber moped. I wouldn't care. But Golden State is looking for a huge return on Russell, and they should. He's a young all-star that can light it up. Now, this whole thing about significant draft compensation, I don't 
care about that as much. I'm not going to act like it doesn't matter because if you get a guy like Zion or John Morant, it matters. But those guys are so few and far between. Now, as I said, the Knicks, Sharania also said that that would be a guy. And Russell, by the way, is scoring 24 points a game with over six assists. And this is on a lousy Warrior team, the worst in basketball. Now, the Mark Stein of um, the New York Times said that the Warriors are going to wait until the summer because they think in the summer that's when teams will be able to offer more enticing deals, which is weird. Usually at the trade deadline is when teams are desperate. But then sometimes if you wait till the summer and everybody knows exactly what they have, maybe they can put something to, uh, together. But I would love, as I said, to trade Glenn Robinson – and Alec Burks. The, that wouldn't, not that those guys are useless. I just, they're not part of the plan. And it, it, you don't want to give them away. Now, the Mavericks are looking for upgrades on the wing, but I mean, the only wing defender they have is Dorian Finney Smith. Love that name, by the way. But the Mavericks, apparently, uh, Mark Stein says they're not interested in Iguodala. They've reached out to Robert Covington. Someone on the Wolves who <clears throat> the Warriors have been looking at for a long time. Another name that could be uh, joining Dallas would be Jay Crowder. The Knicks want a first-round pick. Would they give him up? The Mavericks have Courtney Lee's hefty contract, $12.75 million, but it's expiring. And then they can dangle uh, the Warriors' second-round pick that they have. And that second-round pick for the Warriors right now is going to be top 35 pick. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind. The Miami Heat, uh, according to Zach Lowe of ESPN, has expressed interest in Oklahoma City's Danilo Gallinari. And the price isn't listed, but it may be some larger expiring contracts like Goran Dragic or Myers Leonard would probably be involved to make it work financially. Myers Leonard, remember, he thinks his career's over and he's suing. It's just to make the money match. It's really weird. But if the Thunder do trade the Italian, they would probably demand a first-round pick or a valuable young player. And the Heat don't have a valuable young player. And they've already dealt two of their own picks. Well, unless you say Tyler uh, Harrow. Not available. Kendrick Nunn. Not available. Bam out of bio. But if you want, unavailable. But if you want Duncan Robinson, Justice Winslow, Derek Jones, that could be it. The Rockets are shopping Clint Capella as they're looking for a wing. The Hawks have expressed interest. Clint Capella, do you know, is only 25 years old? I thought he was 30 at least. Now, the Hawks have been in trade discussions for Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond just keeps getting, I mean... You look at them, you measure them, and you're just like, this guy would be great. But they need, Atlanta thinks they need a center to go with Trey Young. In the backcourt? No. Just a little in and out to make the team more versatile. The other Capella suitor, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, are the Celtics. But with their salary structure, a trade for them is going to be very difficult as well. Boston has its own first-round pick. It has Milwaukee's first-round pick, and it has Memphis's first-round pick, top six protected. Now, they're going to be outside the six, so they're going to have three first-round picks. The Cavs 
are trying to get rid of Tristan Thompson now, one of the last remaining pieces from their championship season. Now, here's the thing about Tristan Thompson. He's playing great. 12 points and 10.5 rebounds, giving you a double-double every night. He's a valuable guy. He's a great rebounder, and he's a rental. So we'll see what happens there. The Pelicans, some people thought that they would move Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick. They're trying to make a, a playoff push. They started off 11-23, but Brandon Ingram has reemerged. Zion is in there. They're four and a half games out of the uh, the, seed, the eighth seed right now. Um, by the way, Robert Covington, who's another hot one on the uh, the market, is Minnesota is horrible. Minnesota is asking for two first round picks. Whew. You give up two. As I said, I'll give you one. You want two? Now, Mark Stein says Rockets and Sixers, Mavericks, and Bucks are interested. And then, uh, finally, teams who are looking to add a little scoring off the bench from a forward. We've seen the name Marcus Morris. We've seen the name Davis Burtons. Um, and um, Woj says those guys are now unavailable. Really? The Knicks? Well, the Knicks are apparently trying so hard to re-sign Marcus Morris. He becomes a free agent. But, look, until he's signed, they're going to pick up the phone. But for Burton's, who I really like in San Antonio, the Wiz have maintained that they're just not even going to pick up the phone on him. And, well, you should always pick up the phone, but I've, I've liked that guy. He's a sharpshooter, and he's so young, and he's still got some experience. He's got playoff experience. But here's the thing is that Burton's is also a free agent. So are the Wizards um, confident they're going to keep him? You know, if you had told me when the Sharks got EK9 and EK65 Carlson and Kane as rentals that they'd be able to re-sign them, I would have said no. They did that with both. Now they both broke the bank on both guys. No hometown discounts. But then again, I think about uh, at the uh, Sharks 25th anniversary dinner, I asked Owen Nolan, who, you know, is Canadian, and he's lived in San Jose the rest of his life. And I said, how long um, until, you know, how long did you uh, know that you wanted to stay here forever? And he said, 30 minutes after I got off the plane. Remember, Eric Carlson was emphatic that um, it was all about uh, making Ottawa his home for life. Not Sweden, nowhere else. But, I mean, you, you, get, you go to Joe Thornton's place up in the Saratoga Hills and you look down over Silicon Valley and you got your pool and you got your Tesla. I don't know what they're driving. Tesla's probably like a VW for them. It, it's hard to state. But anyway, the basketball trade deadline, this is the first time in about five, six years that my team's going to be selling. And... Um, You know, I'm not trying to get rid of Russell unless you're going to give me KAT. Otherwise, no way. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side, and we'll talk to Josh Gates.
this is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies. But TrackPhone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? Rick Tittle to bring it because it already done got brought. It gets brought and it got brought and it gets brought in every day from nine to noon Pacific time. Add or subtract accordingly. Wherever you might happen to be, it would be a noontime deal. I remember I had a uh, affiliate up there in Billings, Montana, 
And we had a friend who used to uh, eat lunch and uh, listen to the show up there in the uh, the latter parts of it. All right, um, I believe this is his sixth time on the show, our good friend Josh Gates on the uh, Discovery Channel. And uh, coming up tomorrow night, I mean, you, if you want Josh Gates, you're in luck because he's going to own Wednesday nights. You're going to have a brand-new season of Expedition Unknown at 8. And then beginning on February 12th, right out of Expedition Unknown, a new series, Espedi- Expedition X. And then following that, Expedition Unknown after the hunt. Josh, welcome back. Do you have time to breathe? Uh, just Yeah, just a few breaths here and there. Thanks for having me back, the six-timer club. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yes, you, we have your, your blazer here. <laughs> You're a, a 44, is I'll that right? I'll come by to pick it up. Okay. <laughs> By the way, when I on my Twitter, when I said I was going to have you on, Vincent said that uh, his son loves you so much that he went as Josh Gates on Halloween. Oh, tell him thanks. That's awesome. What a what a compliment. Yeah, that really is. All right. The one thing that I, I notice, and I'll just talk real quick about uh, Expedition X, is you're doing it with Phil Torres and my old friend from IBN, Jessica Ch- uh, Chabot. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, you know, the uh, Expedition X, which, which starts uh, next week, is really a way for us to get back to some of the stories that we uh, used to do on Destination Truth a lifetime ago. You know, the, the sort of strange and bizarre unexplained stories. There are just so many great legends and mysteries around the world. And uh, Phil is a, a, is a wildlife biologist. Um, he's a real deal scientist, and, and Jess has a long uh, history uh, of, of you know uh, delving into the unexplained. She used to host a really popular uh, podcast uh, called Bizarre States, and, and has been into the paranormal for really her whole life. And so it's kind of a Mulder and Scully team. You know, we've got a, a, tr- a true believer and a and a skeptic going out there in the world investigating mysteries. That's great stuff. You know, I, I wonder about that. Uh, how does the scientific community regard you? Are you embraced, or are you those TV guys? I think it depends on who you're talking to. You know, I, I really feel passionate about uh, archaeology and exploration uh, and field sciences, and so we try on Expedition Unknown to celebrate uh, those things as much as we can. You know, we spend a lot of the show working um, uh, lockstep with, with archaeologists doing incredible, you know, work around the world. But it's TV, right? So, so it, it, by its very nature, it's not always comprehensive. You don't always get to tell the full story. But I think a lot of people... Um, in the science community really are realizing more and more that it's such a powerful conduit to reach the general public that it is important to try to find ways to, um, to work together. And we, and we try to tell honest stories on, on Expedition Unknown and, and try to represent the science fairly. So I hope we're a friend to, to that community. It's certainly um, a group of people that I uh, have an enormous amount of admiration for. Yeah, and it's not like you go into, you know, these, these great, artifact scenes and and trample everything you have to be around scientists and and deal with foreign governments because they're quite sensitive to some of these places right absolutely i mean uh, you know look expedition unknown i think wouldn't exist if we didn't have the cooperation of uh explorers and archaeologists and and to your point cultural ministries universities you know the the show um needs really extraordinary access to tell some of the stories that we want to tell and those are complex uh, relationships, you know, the the season premiere um, tomorrow night is all about D-Day. It's all about World War II, and so we're going to be going to Normandy and working with scientists that are still excavating and uncovering the secrets of, 
you know, the most pivotal invasion in, in modern history. And th those are um, really sensitive places to be filming and exploring. And so you really have to have the right kinds of relationships to be able to really get behind the scenes and see this incredible work. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a, I'm a history buff. I've I've been on those beaches. I've you know explored so many battlegrounds and World War One trenches and things. And the amount of UXBs that are still around are crazy. So I'm wondering what what new look are you? Because so many people have looked at it. What are some of the new ways you're looking at Operation Overlord? Well, you know, I think first of all, we all have a, uh, or, or for those of us, I should say, who who are not the history buffs, have a very particular image of D-Day, and it's the it's the Saving Private Ryan image. It's it's the beach invasion, you know, um, and and of course that is the you know the snapshot pivotal moment um, of the of the invasion. I think what's surprising to people is that this conflict, which is relatively recent, right under under a century ago. Um, you know, we we still have a lot of information about it that either hasn't come to light or was sort of lost to the fog of war. Um, we're going to be going, for instance, with scientists that are doing really amazing sonar and photogrammetry mapping of the shipwrecks off of the invasion beaches. So whereas on land, there are all these beautiful memorials and everything has been very sensitively kind of returned to its to its natural state, out in the ocean, the, the battlefield is really locked in in time. And so there are hundreds of vessels that were that, that hit mines or were hit by artillery fire that sank uh, on the invasion. And these are war graves. And, and, and what's incredible is that there was never really a comprehensive mapping of their positions and locations. And so now this group is really trying to to create a digital archive of these wrecks for future generations before the ocean consumes them. So we'll be taking viewers down to see some of these World War II wrecks, and it's really haunting, it's really exciting, and it's really somber stuff. Great stuff. We're speaking with Josh Gates, Expedition Unknown, Expedition X, Expedition Unknown after the hunt. Um, you're also going to be going to the Bermuda Triangle, and being uh, 54 years old in the 70s, the Bermuda Triangle, there were a lot of shows and movies at the time. It's interesting, too, because I was speaking to a scientist last week, and I asked him about it, about whether it's real, and, and he almost said, I'm not even going to dignify that with a, an answer. It's stupid. But the Bermuda Triangle, a lot of ships and planes have disappeared. What do you think? Well, look, I mean, I think the question of whether it's real or not, while important, kind of plays second fiddle to to a bigger thing, which is that it is very real in the public imagination. I mean, it is a legendary place. It's a place that we all know about. If you say the Bermuda Triangle, everybody knows what you're talking about. It conjures up image. It's just in our consciousness. And so part of the show is about exploring why it's in our consciousness. You know, I mean, what is it about this place that is so interesting that it has, you know, um, that, that it's gained this notorious reputation. And then, you know, there are really interesting questions, right? I mean, there are all sorts of very strange things that have happened in the Triangle. You can't deny that. There have been an enormous amount of shipwrecks, ships that have vanished, squadrons of planes like Flight 19 that, that have disappeared. Now, of course, skeptics would say, well, look, the Atlantic is dangerous. And, uh, and statistically, there's no difference maybe between the amount of things that have gone missing there and any other patch of ocean. And so that's a really interesting question to explore. And so it's an opportunity for us to dig into the legend of this thing that just looms so large in our consciousness. But it is also, again, it's always a conduit for us to go out with these badass explorers that are doing really interesting work. Again, there's, there's amazing mapping that's, that's going on of wrecks 
uh, around uh, Bermuda. So we're going to be doing all sorts of, of interesting dives, interesting experiments. We're going to be looking at some of the most famous wrecks from the, from the history of the Triangle, trying to determine more about what happened to these ships. I don't know if you saw in the news the other day, a very famous Bermuda, uh, Bermuda Triangle shipwreck, the Cotopaxi, yeah. uh, was just identified uh, by a guy that we're going to be working with on the show. This is one of the ships that shows up in the desert in, in close encounters. You know, So um, look, whether you believe in the power of the Triangle or not, it, it, it has a real it's a real locus for for uh, incredible stories so uh, for me i love it as a as a topic it's just a great sandbox to be able to 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 play in to tell these really interesting real stories that was actually the guy i was talking to the cotopaxi guy so we'll see we'll yeah, see if we change that really really interesting guy yeah no doubt about it um one more i want to ask you about going to the seychelles and trying to decipher a a cryptic code. I just love that, you know, we think we know everything and then this world is so full of mysteries and that's another good one right there. Totally. We're doing a show on a, on a pirate who is a very real character. It's a guy named um, Olivier Labassure. He's, he's known as Le Bouze or the Buzzard. Um, he was a French pirate and he existed in that golden age of pirates and kind of got run out of um, the, the Caribbean and eventually made his way over to the Indian Ocean. And there were a lot of pirates operating in that part of the world. It's a part of the world that um, I had never I, – I, I mean, I, I had been to Madagascar, but I had never been out to the Seychelles, Reunion Island, you know, these, these places that are really isolated out in the Indian Ocean. And to be able to go there, take our cameras there, and, and share this really cool pirate story with our viewers is so exciting. This, this legend around this pirate is amazing. It's like something out of a movie, this cryptogram that he supposedly, um, as, as he was being hanged, uh, threw out into the crowd, which is a puzzle that sort of leads to, you know, the, the location of his treasure. It's it's like something out of a Hollywood yarn, you know, and it might be a yarn. And that's the really fascinating thing about all these pirate stories is that there's a sliver of truth to all of them. But the real question is, is there, you know, buried treasure at the end of the uh, at the end of the map? I just think it's amazing that of all the kids that wanted to be Indiana Jones when they grew up, you've pulled this off. Well, dumb luck, um, you know, is, is a big part of it. But I have to say, you know, you know, people, we, uh, people often ask me about the show and why, why it does well and, and, and why it, uh, I think, has endured. I mean, I, I would love to be able to take credit for it. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all uh, kind of have this, this passion and excitement for these kind of stories. We, we love hearing about these Goonies-esque adventures and tales of lost cities and missing treasures and vanished explorers. There's just something about it that, that kind of, you know, tickles the imagination. We, we, we just love this stuff. And so I just try to go out there and be a conduit for the viewer. I think a lot of the, you know, the, the, the real deal people that, that I think are the real sort of heroes of the show are some of these explorers that we, that we, um, work with out there. People who, I mean, we have a, a woman this season, we're doing a show on a, on a vanished airliner in Lake Michigan. Awesome story, something I just knew nothing about um, before a couple of years ago. It's a Northwest Airlines flight um, that disappeared uh, over Lake Michigan in 1950. At the time, it was the largest uh, aviation disaster in U.S. history, 58 people aboard. The plane was never found. And uh, nobody knows this story. And the reason nobody knows it is that the next day the Korean War broke out, and so it just got swept off of the front pages. Wow. But this woman has been looking for this plane with her team for 15 years, and they're just determined, obsessed with the idea that they're going to crack this, this mystery. And so 
I just, I mean, there are real Indiana Joneses out in the world, these, these really dedicated people who, um, who have made it their life's work to, to solve these mysteries. And so I, I love just being able to go out there and, and kind of be a proxy for the viewer and, and run around with them and try to tell their stories in some small measure. Tomorrow night, Expedition Unknown, 8 o'clock on the Discovery Channel, brand new season. And then on the 12th, right out of Expedition Unknown, Expedition Asks with uh, Josh, uh, Jessica Chobot, and uh, Phil Torres. And then uh, Josh will dig deeper with Expedition Unknown after the hunt. Josh, one of the reasons this show works is you, because you have to be likable, you have to be smart, but you can't be a know-it-all, and you, you just do it just right. So congratulations on everything, man. Well, very, very nice to hear. I look forward to coming back for a, a, a seventh time. All right. Cufflinks, right? I get, I get cufflinks on the seventh. <laughs> you, you right? You, I, I think it's paper. I have to look to see oh, what the, the seventh, seventh anniversary. anniversary. Okay. Thanks, Josh. A real pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. or more on at least two federal student loans, then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Teams have four attempts to move the ball 10 yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and 10, that means it's the team's first attempt to get 10 yards. crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. A couple minutes left in the show. Um, we're going to have more NFL history next year. What do you mean? We're going to have back-to-back home games in London from one team. The Jags. Shad Khan already has significant ties to the London area as owner of Fulham FC. They're going to play both games at Wembley, not at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Backed up, this is the first time ever a team has played twice in London. He said, eight years ago when I was introduced in Jacksonville, the rumors were the team had been moving for years. I've always said this, and I think our actions really have proven that's the most important thing. Judge actions, not words. We want to invest in the area. We want to keep the Jaguars in the area. We want them to be vital, competitive, a force in the area to help the growth, economy, vitality, and energy. All right. Well, Goodell said last week, a timeline has not been set in London. We have grown incredibly quickly. We look at our job, and it's to make London grow. Could we have a franchise for that market? The flexibility of scheduling two stadiums has been a huge flex with us. Can we be competitive? These are all just open-ended questions. I don't know. That's two games for the Jags in London. If any team is getting close to moving, I think we know which one it is. I would love, no offense to Jacksonville, I hope they don't move because I know what that feels like twice. But a team in London would be amazing. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.